and welcome to episode 23 of the BSC The Brit Film Club. I'm your host, Ali, as always, and with me... Uh, I'm James. What do you mean, as always? I don't, your introductions get weirder every day. What does that mean? I always host, say as always. But everyone can see you, like, why and, are you saying that? Stop! But I, that's what I'm saying. up, like, like, you come true with, like, this BBC voice, like, Hello, welcome to... Episode 23 of the BFC, the British Film Club. Mate, at least I'm your host, like as always. Ali, you gotta, you got to mix it up, like, a little bit. No, so you didn't introduce yourself properly. You didn't call yourself Carlos James. Because everyone fucking knows who I am. No, no. how do you know? Where is this the first time someone's ever listened to this episode? Okay. Or, or the show, this whole show? Hello, I'm the what co-host, Jay. What are you going to do? What are you gonna do? Who gives a fuck? They'll go back and listen to the rest of it. You look like you're in an earthquake right now with the way you're like being recorded. Just saying. You look Just like saying. you're in an earthquake. That's a good one, James. That's a good one. But anyway, how are you? It sounds like you got the sniffles. I uh, woke up this morning and my head, my brain mm. felt like it expanded a little bit. And then mm. I had a lem sip and I felt a bit better. So I got on okay. a bus. But as soon as I got on a bus, I regretted it and I felt shit. But I had some work to do. So I stayed at university for some time. <laughs> Uh, until like, my head started expanding too much. I came home, had another lem sip, and then now I'm here. Right. <laughs> How's your day been? Had any uh, lem sips? I haven't had any lem slips. You're missing out. But, but, but isn't it like getting warmer around UK now? Like, why are you yeah, but like, warmer? you're not an idiot, right? You do know that people don't get ill due to the cold, it's due to like viruses. Like, you're not from the Middle Ages, right? Like, you know, like, oh, you know, not, you know, microbes, they get into your blood and then like... I can't know with the techno spiel, no, right? Uh, the white blood cells, they come and then you have an inflammatory... Then why does this happen all the time? Go on Wikipedia, do get... go on Wikipedia. Why, why do you call it the cold? Why do you call it the cold? I don't fucking know. Why are you called dickhead? Because <laughs> you're a dickhead. Damn, you are one moody guy. The cold's making me angry today. I don't know why. I feel. I'm sorry. I'm lashing out at the wrong person. I think you need to. I think you need your. Damn you, bacteria! Yeah. Okay. So. Um, yeah. How you doing? That's good to know, James. I- I'm okay. I'm okay. What's going on in uh, old Switzerland? Snow, rain, sleet, hail. This week's been really good weather. I mean, it's like 25 degrees average this whole week, so it's been pretty hot. Does that mean you can't go snowboarding anymore? Is this snowboarding you do? Yeah. Uh, I do. I did do snowboarding, but that was like six weeks ago, so I haven't been since then, so... But you ain't going to be able to go again for the rest of the year, like... Yes, that ha! is... You're going to have to get a new hobby. <laughs> Which is the podcast. And what you're oh, okay. It's uh, not as good exercise, yeah. nor is yeah. it as fun. No, that's true. That's true. But um, at least it, like you know, you know, yeah, you know, makes the ego feel better. Anyway, let's move on and talk about Disney's ego. Huh? you see that? You see that? Good segue. No, I'd say. Anyway, uh, Disney is saying that they want to release a Star Wars film every year from 2015. Every year until when? They kill the franchise. I don't know, but just keep on producing a film every year, releasing one in summer. That's mad. What do you think of that? They can't do that. How would they afford to do that? <laughs> they could no, Because they're making loads of money. But if they used to say, what? A live action film? Yes, a live action film. So well, I don't know. It could be that means they're going to have to film it in a year. 
not really necessarily as like we said before that you can Yoda, Han Solo, uh, God, I can't remember the band no, no. now. Uh, Boba Fett, you know. So if they got if they get those guys, and you know, keeping spin-offs, so it doesn't have to be the continuation of Star Wars episode oh. seven. It could be just the spin-off films. Okay, that's dumb. So why would they do that? So people what, get bored. <laughs> that's just gonna piss people off, right? Maybe or maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I mean, from in my opinion, I mean, you could be a Star Wars fan screen if they're good, if they're well, you know, well done. Maybe it's good. And once a year, was you know, you have you had Harry Potter films coming out once a year. You had all three Lord of Rings films coming out once behind the other. So, I love that. Enjoyed that. Let's just get these facts out straight. Well, firstly, Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings are swag. And for all the white people listening, that means not very good. Not good. Hold on. The old swag. Oh, not the new oh, swag. The old swag. Well, hold on, hold on. Lord of Rings. No, no, I just got a dirty look for Harry being Potter, racist. Harry Potter's just... allowed, but you can't say shit against Lord of Rings, mate. Harry yeah, Potter Rings down. is shit. How is it shit? You hate everything, James. Lord of Rings is not shit. No, I just hate leaky shit, shit like Lord of the Rings. Nikki shit. What, what what language are you speaking now? Seriously, I don't know what the fuck you're you saying. You know exactly what Nikki swag, old swag, new swag. <laughs> I'm, no, I, I can't. I can't follow these. So I can't follow this old man. Language. I'm not being old man. I'm speaking the lingo properly. <laughs> yeah, the lingo. <laughs> but anyway, the, lingo. the thing with Harry Potter is obviously Harry Potter follows a school year. So you release one every year, even though they didn't release one every year, and you know that, so you you told a lie just then. Because some of the later ones, they took some more time doing it. So you told a lie. But every school year, it goes into a new school year. It's a new story. So? It's still a continuation of a story. But my point is that it makes sense with Harry Potter in the fact that kids reading a story about a boy in his school year each year and their incidental same story won't mind watching the same film. But what's the point in just... I mean, like, why not just make... Why say I'm going to make a Star Wars film every year? Why not just make the best film you can make and then release it whenever you can release it? Because that's not the film, what the film industry is about. It's about franchises, it's about sequels. It's about making loads of money. So okay, so the point of doing something is about getting loads of money. Does that make the art better? Why do you just accept everything? Yes. Like, you, what are you bum sucking Hollywood for? I don't accept it, but I, I can no. But I'm not, what I'm trying to see is what could be the best thing. Well, you know, the silver lining, basically. And the sil- <laughs> <laughs> That's you, fam. <laughs> oh, sorry, James was making. Ridiculous gestures towards me. Uh, <laughs> you're very adult. Anyway, um, no, but okay, no. Right, fine. You're right. It could be a good thing, but please tell me your true feelings on it. How would how do you actually think it's going to turn out? Be honest. I I, I, I don't, don't be objective. Don't you don't. Care. I actually don't care. I just for me, it's not until I know who the directors are, what the actual plan is. But or anything but, that comes to fruition. But sh- surely, wouldn't uh-huh. you feel cynical about that statement? Like, that kind of statement, they're ba- like you're saying, they're about making money. So they're saying, we're going to suck this dry for as long as we can every single year, rather than coming out and making the statement, we've got this franchise, we've got this thing, Star Wars, and we're going to make a really good film. They didn't come out and say, we're making a good film, see when it comes. 
They're saying, I'm getting your money every single year. Give me £15, you'll watch this in yeah, but that's what 3D. every film says. But that's what every film says. But every summer blockbuster says that. That's not that's just... Sad. But that's what it is. And that's why we go summer films more than any other. This franchise is about, you know, making a big box. And that's why it's how I see it. Is you okay? I uh, realised I spilt some chemicals on my phone today and the back cover melted. People go, oh, yeah, you see little white dots. I got uh, I got solvent on it and I didn't yeah, realise yeah. until just now. Oh, well. Um, yeah, okay. The thing about me is that, you know, I'm really more into the art house <laughs> independent films. So, like, I'm not about, you know, this Hollywood, you know... Well, cinema. we'll talk about it later. I'm actually kind of annoyed what you... <laughs> But you've seen, so I'm pretty pissed off about that. You're pissed off anyway, you're talking about films coming out every year. Yeah, I'm pissed off with you. <laughs> you, just, you just cut off my segue. What the fuck? Sorry, no, carry on, carry what on. What the fuck on. is that about? <laughs> no, oh, now I carry on when I had a smooth segue. You know how hard you it is to develop segues? You have never had a smooth segue. I did. You see for what I've done from the first episode, how bad it was, to now. <laughs> that was, this was smooth shit, man. <laughs> This is fucking peanut butter smooth shit. So you okay. need to calm down and stop okay. cutting me off. This is getting a bit fucking, you know, too much revolution going on here. Too much rebellionness. rebellious. We're, we're very angry today. Right, we're angry down. young men. Calm down. Okay. Yeah, we are. It's the hormones. It's that time of the month. It really anyway, is. Anyway, it's time of the week or time of the day or time of the hour. But um, anyway, moving on. Uh, talking about as we were about how they just gonna keep releasing films year after year yeah the same franchise uh they're talking about my favorite franchise according to me keep constantly talking about is fast and furious 7 coming out next year in july they already got set a release date for that and they're getting the director supposedly of uh well of saw and insidious uh james one so or james one i don't i don't know i don't know Anyway, um, yeah, so you got James Wan. So, you know, it's a horror movie director uh, taking over an action, you know, summer blockbuster film uh, franchise. And, you know, the fact that he's... Well, the only thing, the only correlation I see is he's Chinese. That's about it. And because the previous director's Chinese. I don't know if that's something studios look into, maybe, or maybe that's the recommendation Justin Lin gave to the studios. Like, hey... Is my Chinese brother give him, give him a bit of help? Help a brother out? Why not? I don't know. You know, why not? Why not? I don't see. I mean, he's a good director, but in horror. So I'm, and I don't know what he'd be like for Fast Furious Seven, but maybe he'll have a good and fresh take. But the problem is for me, and what really uh, revitalized the uh, franchise was The Rock coming into. Uh, Coming into Fast Five, he, he was my favorite bit of the film, and I think he's going to be the best part of Fast Five Six as well. So uh, he supposedly won't be; he might not do as much in the seventh film yeah. as uh, he or his, because he's going to be actually shooting for Hercules mm-hmm. with uh, Rat Ratner, who directed uh, Rush Hour films and uh, X Men Three. So yeah. I, I don't, I you know, he's known as a hack in Hollywood. I like Rush Hour One. That's I love Rush Hour One actually, but the rest obviously I'm not a fan of. But 
I don't know, I don't hate him as everyone else does. I don't think he's an inspirational director. But anyway, that's that's going off topic. Yeah. Um, don't laugh. Don't, don't laugh at me, James. You need to calm down, mate. Related. I, I, saw, the, I saw the trailer for Fast and Furious Six. I ain't seen it okay. before. I saw it yesterday. I'm not gonna lie. I got a bit hyped up. I saw Ludacris there. Easy. I saw Tyrese. I saw The Rock being like, "I need to do this shit." And I was like, "Cause you know, I'm I've been cynical about Fast and Furious before on the podcast, but I'm I was like, I it was I was quite excited. I didn't even know what was going on. Like those cars buzzing around, and they were talking about chasing people. But I was like, "What's this? this is exciting? Paul Walker's back." Woof, woof. Well, well, you know, why don't we do this? Seriously, right? Watch Fast Five, and you and I, and you and I will talk about it on the show. How about that? Okay, I will watch Fast Five before Fast before Fast Six. So if okay. you can even consider watching Fast Six, mm-hmm. you watch Fast Five. And say, hey, you know what? This was a good film. Let's go and watch Fast Six. Obviously, we'll watch it ourselves when in our own time, but we we'll watch it for the show, basically. Okay, so, I'll uh, do that. Okay, so I mean, I can't much get much reaction out of you, Kerry. Oh, I've got a question. I don't know. I'm putting my oh, yeah. hand up. So you oh, are disappointed know. that The Rock's not going to be in it. Is The Rock a yes. good actor? Because well, he's not as much, supposedly. I've only ever seen him in one film. I'm not sure. I don't know much about his acting ability. So is he an okay. enjoyable actor to watch? Yes, he's very charismatic. And is it like just watching the, rock, the wrestling Rock, or is he like? Can he play? No, no, no. He, no, he's not. He's not as hammy. You know, he's not like because obviously in wrestling you have to be a bit yeah. over the top. And I mean, he is over the top, but it's kind of like he still works and it's really well done. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I think he's just a lot of fun. He's just got he's just got this fantastic screen presence. He's natural. He's not stilted, and that's exactly what you want from a big guy. In modern movies, and like, I like Vin Diesel, but he is a very he's pretty stilted now. I'd say, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, we can go into discussion forever, but yeah, what, what film did you like to watch The Rock in anyway? I saw him in The Mummy Two, colon, The Scorpion King. Ooh. Don't remind me of that man. I was so hyped up for that film. Like, genuinely, that was like my most hyped up film more than. Star Wars, I think, because it came around the same. Yeah, I think it did. Uh, but anyway, um, I was really hyped up in that for, for that film, but then you realise the rocks on it only for two <laughs> minutes, and then the CGI stalking, <laughs> yeah. and it pissed me off. It was the maximum. I fucking hate that. I mean, you you're so hyped up, and so, you know he took like a six month break in wrestling or something, yeah. or six weeks, something like that. But it pissed me off that he wasn't on in wrestling anymore. And you're like, okay, great. So, okay, he's made a sacrifice, but we'll get to see him in the Mommy 2. And then he doesn't, he's not in the Mommy 2. He's a CGI shithead. So that really pissed me off. But anyway, moving on uh, to another film that I'm not as excited to watch because I watched the first one, but it's about Amazing Spider-Man 2. And there's pictures of uh, Jamie Foxx as Electro. So have you seen those images and what do you think? I haven't seen them, um, but I what? have... I see a link. Yeah, but do you think I click on every link? But I can get it up now. You can click on the link now? Yeah, I guess you Yeah, I'm going to click on the fucking so. link. We're arguing again. Oh, no. Oh, no. You fucking... No, who's calling you now? 
Someone sent me a text on popular. No, it's a voicemail. Should I listen to it now? No, I won't. I'll listen to it later. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm a dickhead move. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, wait. What? That's not Jamie Foxx. I can't see any head. Easy. Anyway. Oh, hello. See the full image, I think. Oh, scary. All right. Now I've seen it, so carry on. Okay. So, as people who can see, I'll put in show notes anyway, or just Google it straight away now, that uh, Jamie Foxx's Electro has interesting makeup, I'd say, the least. You know, yeah. he's pretty much just blue, and he's got a really veiny, or I guess that's much of an electrical effect. Just like your balls. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and yours. Actually, I don't know. What your balls? No, <laughs> my, my balls, I can get them out uh, if you want. Uh, rather, gone. I dare you, mate. Gone. Clearly not going to do that. Uh, cat call your tongue. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. So, what do you think? Okay, you're. Uh, I mean, you're a Marvel guy. Yes. I think you like your Spider-Man as well. So. I, I um, do like Spider-Man, I'm, but I didn't see the new one because. I thought it was too soon, and I have bad memories of Spider-Man 3. No, no, I'm talking about the comic book itself. Uh, You've read the comic books, right? Uh, I've only read... I haven't read, like, a whole complete series. I've only read, like, things... Uh, like, I've never read, like, a volume like, of books. Well, you read volumes or something. I've read, like, comics oh, yeah. here and there. Um, okay. No, no, okay. Because, I think he's a I, good mean, I don't read a lot of Spider-Man. I think, Spider-Man's, I think Spider-Man's a good character. I think he can be quite fun. And I think he has usually some quite good villains. I think his villains are quite... They're fun. I think everything about Spider-Man can be fun. Uh, so I don't, but I didn't see the, the the Amazing Spider-Man film with that you in it, so I couldn't say anything about... I mean, Jamie Foxx is a fun guy, so I suppose a film with him and Spider-Man would be good. I mean, I'm surprised they're making Electra the main villain, though. Uh, no, I think that's quite interesting. Um, but what, what do you think of it? I guess we know what the look of Electro is in the comics, I guess. Uh-huh. Well, and doesn't he, he has a pretty funky costume. I saw it and it looked pretty funky. It doesn't look like Jamie Foxx has that costume. No, 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 but I'm talking about like the ones in the comics. Like, yeah. Pretty weird looking, right? So, uh, uh-huh. I mean, what, I mean, you know, how to try to make it more real world, or I guess, you know, I guess he's going to be a man of electricity, like, really. uh, so, I know, I think it actually suits Jamie Foxx, I mean, he's well, a being blue. Drum, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think like, that's... He pulls a- it off, he pulls it off, like, he just, he doesn't seem, I mean, he does seem ridiculous, obviously, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know, I think he... He seems to be fitting the bill, and I guess they made a. He's a villain in Spider-Man. He's a well-known one, but I guess you just get a better to make him feel more important. So, you know, um, you have nothing to say about it, James. I have nothing to say about anything nothing you say because you're just a shithead. Fucking <laughs> hell! Okay. You know. okay um, Okay, fine, as you are so shyly participating to that conversation. Shut let's up. move to the next one. Okay. Mate, why are you taking a shot when you're barely saying shit all? It's not my fault. 
I think we should just sit here I and run complain. and at each other. No, I'm not doing that. I can easily do that, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to pull up into that. Um, <laughs> anyway, so another bit of Marvel news is uh, supposedly Robert, Je- Robert Downey Jr. is hinting at leaving Iron Man while behind because his contract ends after Iron Man 3. So, uh, you know, um, what do you think of that? I read this, and when I initially read like the article saying that, I was kind of like, uh, yeah, kind of makes sense. He's been, he would have been, he would have done a lot of films as that, and you don't want to do the same thing over and over again. And he's getting an old man. And then I thought, he's not an idiot. He knows that these things make money. Maybe he's just wank, like angling for like a good contract or shit. Because like at the same time, he's saying, ah, oh, he might want to develop new roles, and it's been a long time, and he's older and stuff like that, and he comes from like a more like artistic background than this but kind of like you know fuck bitches get money like it's about that like he knows that <laughs> any other role he's going to do after this no one's going to take him seriously people were taking him seriously before like he knows where his bread's buttered he's not dumb it's just this is just air i think it's just air i don't believe it and it was only up until i started speaking to you that i became this cynical but i don't believe it i think he's just I think. What do I have to do with this? Like, no, I don't know. I... I don't know. I don't How know. How am I making you cynical about this? You haven't made me. It's not you. It's just you it just finally it. hit me. It just finally hit me. I don't believe him. Like I don't know how you. Uh, feel. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think he's a big enough movie star to do his own franchise, maybe move on a bit, and. Uh, I mean, but the way he was saying it, yeah, was like he's he going to want to do like a superhero be... film. Like he wouldn't want to do like a big franchise thing. He would want to do something like deeper. He, I no, I think he will do a big franchise film, but or make, like he wants to do a bit of directing or whatever. But he, he he's also telling you know it makes sense. He's he's forty seven. He's gonna be going you know probably next, another Iron Man film will come out what in another three years, yeah, if that, or maybe four, and then he'll be fifty one. Like physically, I don't think you know you need a lot of work to do that. And on top of that, That's true. possibly, I mean, it, and the other things he might be in Avengers too. So okay, you got. So you do Avengers two. That's two in two years time, and then you got uh, Iron Man four. Then, and you know it's never going to end. So it's probably even better for Marvel overall that they start bringing out the other franchise, which they're doing, and there's rumors for it. Like, I mean, I put in the show notes that we're going to talk about Black Panther. So they're already like trying to cast some actors, same with Doctor Strange, and uh, even Ant. Man, there's you know, remember his name right now, but the, the, the director Scott Pilgrim. Uh, uh, but you know, him, uh, you know, his his role in bringing out the new franchise. I don't think they will obviously be biggest Iron Man, but you know, rely, I think they'll just make the they'll make Iron Man just they'll just run out of steam, and probably better maybe is to. I don't know, maybe kill him off, maybe recast him. And there's a rumors going around as well, so um, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. I'm, there's no. The problem is there's never been a storyline where Iron Man's been replaced by someone else. You know, there's no there's no one out, like there to do that. And, yeah, there is. Uh, unlike where in... It, um, oh, actually, that might be a lie. I'm pretty sure that in Iron Man, in the Iron Man story, there's a time when... <laughs> 
War Machine goes into the Iron Man suit instead of being in the War Machine suit and becomes Iron Man for a bit. And essentially, I mean, like, they don't have to follow the comics. Like, anyone can go in the suit. So if I was Marvel, I wouldn't be sweating too much. Put me in the suit, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't think they'll be sweating at the end of the day because they've got Avengers 2 coming up. And I think Captain America 2 will make more money, same with Thor. So, you know, Thor 2, they, they got... And you know now Marvel, they've established a way to make a proper film, like film universe. And I don't think if if people are loving this universe, they will keep going into yeah. it, just like the comics, and they'll pick up the you know the side characters as well. So um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I personally think Iron Man three. I think that's a good place to end it personally and just move on. Yeah. Uh, and just bringing new characters, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, yeah, I, I'd say I say that's the best way to move on. Uh, and we already talked about a bit about Avengers Two, so I'll bring that up now anyway. So just been saying that they're gonna start filming in February 2014. So you know, pretty soon, and uh, and you know, coming out in 2015, that's when they're aiming for. So, but you know, we've already talked about this on the show before that we liked the Avengers, we thought it was good fun, we didn't love it, you know, we didn't get the big, we didn't give it the big love that everyone else was giving it, but uh-huh. would you say you're still really looking forward to Avengers 2, or, you I know, think or I'll, do you want to see how they do Phase 2 of Marvel Universe? I think I would have to see how it goes, because from the trailer of Iron Man 3, I haven't been that excited, to be honest. Uh, but okay. it is the third one, so I can understand if it was running out of steam. Uh, I am probably excited. I'm probably looking forward to seeing Thor two, and uh, I'll be interested to see what happens with Captain America. So if those if those two go well, then I might well be uh, excited by it by the time it comes out. But I mean, it would have been a really long time. I mean, have these there are a lot of these films, and essentially like. I've got a short attention span. Like, I don't, I would, I don't, I'm not, I mean, there's only so much that they can serve me up. Not similar things, but similar-ish things before I get bored. Like, I might be excited about it when it comes out after seeing Thor and Captain America, but essentially, what can, what are they going to do that's so different? Like, you've done the films and you bring them together and they're fighting some big intergalactic threat. I don't know. I mean, I probably don't think I'll be that excited by the time it comes out. I'm not excited about it now, but that's only because I'm not excited about Iron Man 3. I mean, how do you feel about it? Uh, I am looking forward to Iron Man 3. I don't know. I don't know what our degree is. I'm not excited, but I'm not happy <laughs> for it. It's like, if, it, if I don't get to watch it in cinema, it's not going to kill me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm actually, the most I'm looking forward to is Captain America 2. I like. I'm liking the sound of the storyline, which is is. I suppose it's been really well regarded, you know. Like, and uh, I, I mean, I know the plot of it. It's like, uh, but I don't want to ruin it for others, I guess. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, you know, I think Captain America Two is the one I, I'm looking forward to the most. Thor Two, I don't care for, uh, and. I'm at three years old. I don't really care for Avengers two. Could be good fun. It could be, you know, they could, uh, you know, maybe whoever did voice their criticisms even picks up on those kind of things. And and this time, because you're not bringing the team together, they could spend less time 
on that yeah, aspect, which was you know, the first one and a half hours of it. And, you know, for me, I thought it was a bit slow. It was a bit, bit I mean, I, it was done well, but I didn't, I, I still didn't enjoy it. it I mean, I, I didn't love it because of that. And uh, he had to do what I had to do, and there's a lot of slow moving pieces. But, Avengers 2, that could be all gone, and they could just go jump into the straight big bad. And obviously, I think I'll put that in for a whole Iron Man 3, probably in the post credits. So, Thor 2 and Captain America 2. So, I've got a question. Yeah, for so, you. we'll. Uh-huh, okay. Quickly, before we stop talking about this, uh, did you say last week, or did I read this somewhere else, that they were thinking of making like an Agent Coulson? Hello? Hello? He's got. Yeah, you saw you cut off. I thought you cut off. You said Agent um, Coulson what? Film. No, uh, I think, well, he's going to be, there's a the TV show coming out, isn't it? S.H.I.E.L.D., Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Agent Coulson's going to be in it. So okay. I think that's just going to be a S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, just the TV show. Okay. It could be that they eventually make a film of the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show, maybe, I don't know. It depends, but it looks... Right now, it seems pretty crap to me. I'm excited for it. Uh, um, like, just got random cast members. I think they're all made up characters for S.H.I.E.L.D. And to be honest, I, I want to see superheroes. That's the whole point of Marvel. I mean, the, I think the S.H.I.E.L.D. guys are agents, and they just take down superheroes or something. So, I don't know. I have no idea. It could be that they do actually get, like, Robert Downey Jr. for one episode as Iron Man, and that would be amazing, or Thor, or Captain America. Uh, they could do that, and then yeah, that'd be really amazing. But I, I'm not sure, but that's not what I've heard. Uh, okay. So anyway, that's enough. Of a, you know, enough of Marvel news for now. Uh-huh. Uh, let's move on to uh, my one of my favorite films from last year. Uh, a sequel coming out, and that's for Twenty One Jump Street for 2014. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So, well, I recently Jump Street, by the way. Yeah. Can't remember if you've seen it now. I have. Would you say you're excited for a sequel? I thought the film was funny, uh, a bit a bit weird. Like it's not the kind of film I'd imagine would get a sequel. Like good luck for them trying, and I'll go see it. And that, like, I don't really have. It's a big hit. Why wouldn't there be? Why not? Well, you know, something. I, I actually agree with that. No, but I no, but I agree with not higher. I I agree with not having high hopes for it. I don't have it. Yeah. Even though I love, love the first film, uh, well, the only film. Um, the issue I have with it is it's coming out really soon. You know, it's 2013 already. So you've got to write out the script, and then on top of that, you've got to actually produce, and then by 2014. So it's pretty, it's been pretty quick. But, you know, and what I love, and the thing about the first one is there's a lot of surprises. You are surprised even by Janine Payne's. <coughs> so the thing is, the level of expectation has risen, so yeah, I don't want to feel like when I when I watch the second one, I'm gonna feel like this has to be good or better. Well, well, it has to be better than the first one, and it's not going to be. I, yeah. I don't think you because uh, it could be. It could be. I don't know how the shot to one jumps through the first one. It could be a lot of improv involved in it. It could be really good just direction. So if this if it's script. Okay, uh, if it's script, then uh, you know you need a bit more time to uh, develop the script and you know sharpen it up. If it's improv, maybe, but then I don't know how long they'll they'll take to shoot film. 
And uh, you know, it sounds like they're not, they already set up the sequel anyway, the last one, when they said they're going to college. So maybe that'll be more interesting. I don't know. It makes it less creepy that the your guys or whatever they are are trying to get rid well, they weren't really getting with young girls. Okay, one guy was. But, <laughs> you know, Jonah, Jonah Hill was. But other than that, you know, they, at least they're not going to be consenting or something that's, that could be possibly illegal. And, you know, so we'll see. I don't know. Uh, I I actually am looking forward to seeing a bit more Ice-T. Oh, and by the way, the director's Eddie Ice Light. Cube. That's it. For Ant-Man. Oh, I did, did I say Ice-T. Ice Cube. Sorry. Cube, <laughs> right. Wow, that was a bad one. That was pretty bad. Uh, okay, so that's enough of news. Uh, let's move on to trailers. trailers. So James, we, trailers. we've seen quite a few trailers, but let's talk about the big ones. Trailers. Thanks. Oh, okay, thanks, James. Yeah. Uh, um, so we saw the Man of Steel trailer. I hope you did. I did. And, <laughs> I, I, I did. I watched it before you even told me to. Ah, okay, cool, cool. Uh, champion yourself, well done. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think of the Man of Steel trailer now? What do you think? How do you and are you excited for the Man of Steel film? I think the trailer makes the film look quite good. Not okay. necessarily my type of film, but it does make yeah. it look good. I kind of, um, well, why is it not your type of film? I'm interested to know. Um, I kind of like it when superheroes, uh, when the stories are big and camp and silly and bright and stupid and slightly comical. Because, I mean, the concept of a superhero is so fucking dumb that it kind of like, I you need... You read comics. How can you, like, the way you, you sound like you hate well, exactly, superheroes. A, a lot of the comics I write, are, the read, are very, even... Even some of the more darker stories, like it's aware of its ridiculousness. It is kind of camped up, even when it's serious. Uh, it's not that I. It's just that I, I don't know. Like the kind of superhero film that I think, not necessarily the best superhero film, but like the tone of superhero film I like is uh, Thor. Like it's silly. Uh, I think, but that's just that's vaguely what I like. But that doesn't necessarily mean that if they're darker or more serious, it's bad. What I did like, what I thought was interesting was like the concept of him like doing stuff before he's Superman, like being like an urban legend kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think that's a really that's a really interesting way to build the legend of Superman yeah. before he comes out, and uh, it also builds that relationship with Lois Lane a lot more. In a lot more interesting manner, rather than just uh-huh. you know, like you know, a random superhero just comes out of nowhere and uh-huh. just starts saving. So, I think yeah, and developed her character. Well, it seems so from the trailer. So that's one thing that you know I enjoy. I think so. I actually want to quickly get the negatives, like you get the negatives out of the way. So uh-huh. the only negative I really had of this whole trailer was like the CGI looks a bit off. In my opinion, uh-huh. but you know, some people are defending it, saying you know, this practice, he's a god, so you know, he, like you've never seen anything like that before, so it will come off like in the uncanny valley, <laughs> like look real but not realistic. And uh, I guess it's fine, I, I can let that off, it doesn't bother me as much anyway. 
But uh, I just remember, so like going to the positives, I thought like the best, there's two really good parts of the film, I thought. And uh, funny enough, they weren't the big action beats. It was when, you know, when the kid, when Clark Kent is kid, says to his uh, dad, Clark Kent, you know, can't just be a son. And he says, you know, you are my son. I thought that was really well done. I mean, it could have come up really badly in the film, like just... The tone could be everywhere, but that trailer that got me a bit choked up, you know, ah. in the spot, and then uh, it did, it did. It was, uh, I thought it was really well done. Just, you know, and that's why I want sometimes that. You, you, I don't care. I get, I, I, I get what you mean. Like it should be superhero, should be dumb, big and silly. But the fact that it's a good change and a good difference from Marvel, then because Marvel does do that a bit. Uh-huh. DC's got to do it a bit different at the end of the day. It's got to bring a different idea of an approach, especially Superman, because Superman has just, you know, gone to the, you know, it's just run out of ideas, oh, you know, it's just run dry, that franchise, uh-huh. so now to revitalize it, how would you do it, you know, you got to take a different approach, and like we well, said, the urban legend, and now the emotional store side with his parents, and what I like also, we're talking about the Lois Lane relationship, I like how when he's captured by the army or whatever that uh-huh. interrogation scene is, uh, you know how there, you know, so he he sees the S as a hope, and she she just sees it as an S, and then the whole little bit of joke that oh oh how about we Superman, and then he just cuts her off. So um, and it, it comes off well. That kind of like that chemistry between those two uh, works really well, and I'm liking the I'm liking Lois Lane in this, especially compared to Kate Bosworth in Superman Returns, who is just shocking. So. Uh, uh, more positivities. I can keep going, but I want to hear a bit more from you. Um, I thought that Russell Crowe sounded a bit funny, and I am worried about the length of the film because of the trailer indicated that he's going to be like small, and then he's going to find himself, and then he's going to be Superman. And then there's a bloody big um, Perth like enemy. So it's like there it might be too much shit. It might be a General really long Earth. fucking film, and I hate long films. Do you know what I'm like? I can barely sit through fucking like twenty minutes of conversation with you. So the chances are I'm gonna be able yeah, to sit we're through here some for fucking already like, been like fifty minutes. And I okay. am fucking. Okay, you clearly are now just acting like an idiot. <laughs> okay, more than usual, and I don't know if it's the cold, but no, no, okay, can't you? That's our dynamic. No, no, no. This is game. This dynamic is. There's too much of a contrast. No, 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 no. Because this is what this is what we do. You talk of a film, so like, oh, I thought the maze on scene was very, and the, the lighting and the <laughs> cinematography is all like, very, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, oh, okay. yo, dog. <laughs> What did you think of them titties? And then you're like, well, that's just not relevant because I thought the actress was very, she gave a very real representation hey, hey, of... Hey, just... <laughs> Alright, that was me. That was me. That was fucking, fucking very bullying-esque prick. Um, Alright, enough of that. Okay. So, uh, but no, I, okay. And yeah, okay, I'm at a bit when's more, your, one more when's bit. When's your to... film coming out? Uh, this summer? Yes. Is it competing? Yes. So it's competing with Iron Man and... Not really, I mean, I mean, I guess it's competing for... 
Well, is it really compatible? Iron Man's coming out early, well, early, late April, early May. Yeah, but they're, they're going to be compared. At least. They will be, maybe, I think Superman will be more compared to just Marvel overall anyway. Go, I think go that's on what's going you know? What's going to be the biggest film out of those two? Box Office or Critic? Uh, it's both. You've entertained the idea that they. What do you think is going to be the better? Well, I think Iron Man three is going to make more money, like hands down. Obviously, I yeah. I think you Man of Steel the. I think it will make a lot of money. I, I I think it will make okay amount of money, but not a lot. Like it'll it might it'll be a hit, but a modest hit. Uh, not a not a mega like a like opening box office will be around. Like sixty, whereas Iron Man's be hundred thirty or something. So okay, hundred thirty million. So, so I think it, Iron Man will be in that. Critic wise, I think it'll be even. That's why okay. I think I either I think either Man Steel will really you know like what we're getting from the trailer does come true. So the action looks epic, the uh-huh. tone looks very dramatic, and the all the acting, everything seems to be coming together for that trailer. And if they pull off what they're promising in the trailer in the film. It, okay, could exceed even Iron Man three in that sense, but Iron Man three's got a good, already got an established franchise. It's got uh-huh. uh, good. It's got a good cast, or you know, you got good cast. You got a good directing, Shane Black. So, and he, he's an interesting pick as well compared to Zack Snyder. Um, so, you know, he's a so you could you know, so it could be potentially Iron Man three could better it and you never know maybe as it could be Robert Downey Jr.'s last hurrah as Iron Man or maybe even Iron Man's last hurrah in the Marvel universe. Uh-huh. Um, you know they really got out with a big uh, bang, so we'll see. So um, that's enough of Man Still. I'm I'll just quickly say I'm really excited for it. I hope it does come out and just fucking blow myself up. Uh, sorry, we had a bit of a technical difficulty. Uh, my internet connection dropped, so uh, so we were talking about the Eastern trailer, but we'll go back and start again. Okay. Uh, so James, you just saw the trailer. I did now. just see the trailer, yeah. Because I to watch before uh, the show. don't know how to read emails uh, properly. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, I'll, like I, uh, even though I posted the link. And I know it was my fault. I take the blame. Uh, it looked Elysium trailer. I mean. It looked interesting. It looked like a film I'd watch, but it did look like kind of a bog standard um, sci-fi film to me. Um, I think what I liked about District Nine is that like it kind of mixed a bunch of different elements, and that to me made it more interesting. But I like sci-fi, so I wouldn't give at least some minus points for maybe the trailer seeming more like straight. Uh, um, I think I think. Well, what were you saying about uh, the trailer before we had our technical difficulties? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, I'll just say, you know, well, the storyline is simple. Like Earth is just a shithole now in terms of being just poverty based, and whereas Elysium is the station, very halo looking, uh, like station. But you got so you have that and. Uh, Jerry Foster's a rich lady, so the, I mean, I can't remember what she's defined as a character in there, but all I know, she's really rich there, and Matt Damon has cancer, and we're in the Legion, they can kill cancer for the rich and everyone, and obviously Matt Damon wants that, he wants to go up to Legion, but obviously the poor cannot go there. So for, so 
No, I, I like, you know, it feels very much like the 99% against the 1% thing, you know, so it's coming out at a very perfect time. But just, I mean, forget about the themes of the film. I think it looks, yeah, I, I agree, it looks very like a standard action film. It's just a sci-fi setting is what maybe elevates it. And on top of that, it looks like a future of District 9. It has a very similar state to District mm-hmm. 9, which is pretty much similar to Halo anyway. And you've got Charles Copley with a beard, which looks pretty cool. Um, and Matt Damon, I, I, I think he's a really good leading man. I think just a good actor overall. And to have him, you know, in a good old, you know, in another action film, and this time sci-fi, looks looks a lot of, it looks like good fun. I don't know, I mean, I didn't love District 9, I enjoyed District 9, so um, hopefully I'll get to, I'll, I'll love this film, and uh, I think it'll Blomkamp is a is a promising director, and hopefully he. I'm also root for him, and hopefully he'll definitely impre- hopefully he'll impress me in uh, in this new film. But that's all I have to say for it. Is there anything you want to add? No. Okay, so you want to talk about a trailer as well, which was the Alan Partridge. Yes, uh, teaser trailer. Alpha Papa, the teaser Alpha trailer. Alpha Papa. It came out uh, yes. so, a month ago, but I'll talk about it now. Oh. Have you have you watched any Alan Partridge before? I've seen like one or two episodes. I thought it was really really funny. Uh, okay, but I, I mean I didn't like. It wasn't like I've got completely. I'm, yeah, I, won't, I haven't watched too many uh, episodes. So and I mean I know what the Alan Partridge character is like, but I don't. Mm-hmm. From the trailer, I didn't. I, I thought it was a very standard trailer. Like I couldn't tell you he was being Alan Partridge as much. From my, in my opinion, I mean, I haven't seen as much, so I don't know him that well. But like, it, it just seemed like the other two producers of the radio show mm-hmm. were getting on the jokes, and you know, it was just playing words really. So it wasn't. That's why I'm saying it's not his character. It's just like three guys just making funny names for the the host. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a, teaser, for a teaser trailer, I think it's one of those, or I think maybe Alan Patch in general, it's one of those things that if you're a fan of it, or if you've watched a lot of it, this is the kind of thing that will make you get really excited. And if you've only watched a bit, like the teaser trailer probably won't mean that much to you because it's not yeah. just, I mean, it's just the character kind of vaguely being him. Nothing really happens. I mean, in, 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 in and of itself, it's not super funny, but, like, it just lets just gives you the awareness that it's coming. And, I mean, I don't... What I... What I am kind of... I mean, I'm obviously excited about it because I pretty much own every single Alan Partridge thing that there is possible to own. Um, and I'm a big fan. Uh, and it, I think it'll be interesting to see if Steve Coogan can take his probably most famous character and make it translate to the big screen after he tried so many times to become a Hollywood star. And it seems as though it's just not going to happen for the man. Um, maybe it'll actually happen. Well, not Hollywood, but maybe his best success in film wise will be with the best character he's probably had. Would you watch the film when it came out or? Yeah. Will I watch it? Yeah. Will you watch it? Um, I don't know. I probably wouldn't uh, if it comes out. I, I think actually now this is uh, 
piqued my interest actually watching the whole of Animal Partridge series, so I might mm-hmm. actually do that instead. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's the better idea, and considering everybody does love it, and I have seen a couple of episodes, uh-huh. and I did enjoy them. So I think that's probably better for me to revisit. Cool. But again, the film just doesn't entice me yet, so uh-huh. I don't know. Um, we'll see about that. Um, when it, when's it coming out? Uh, I think it's, okay, me, August? Uh, August 7th. Yeah, August, August 7th. 7th. I think, yeah. Okay. So that's when it's coming. Well, okay. you can watch that and we'll so, give it to you. Have a test. So that's something. <laughs> Alright, why not? That, that sounds like a kind of good idea. <laughs> but um, let's move on to the next trailer. And this is uh, R.I.P.D. Rest okay. in Peace Department. Yeah. Stars Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds. And it's a summer movie coming out. Um, Directed by Robert Schwinn, okay, who's a German director who directed Red as well. So another comic book film. He's done. Uh-huh. He's got that. So I've never read Rest in R.I.P.D. comic. I don't know who's written it. I, I don't know. I doubt it's popular. Or never even heard of it, mate. Not that well known to me, anyway. No, no, neither have I. So, but what did you think of the trailer? Um, so my immediate thoughts, Ryan Reynolds, don't trust any film with Ryan Reynolds in, uh, Jeff Bridges, I trust any film Jeff Bridges in. And then when I was watching it, I was just like, is this like men in black, but with like dead people and no Will Smith. And it kind of felt like that. And I was like, but I like men in black one, but I don't like the idea of Ryan Reynolds being my Will Smith. So I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, what did you think? (laughs) Well, well uh, first of all, I think I, you know, that's what everyone's saying right now. And you know, aesthetically, it looks very much like a main black uh-huh. film as well. So it's just uh, from that aspect, I agree why everyone's saying it's a main black. Oh, really? Uh, Other people are saying I think that. they've I been just me. Oh, like everywhere, everywhere, <laughs> every blog, the new, the white men in black, you know, uh-huh. the whole, whatever, that's okay. the new title. But I think. What I would say, I think it flips the chemistry of Ryan Reynolds and and Jeff Bridges from comparing to uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith okay. in the sense that it looks like Will, like Ryan Reynolds, obviously, okay, they, you know, he's the fish out of the water character, yes, you know, when he comes in, he's a new guy, young guy and everything. But you obviously, in, I mean, I don't know from the trailer, what I can see is Ryan Reynolds is just looking like... He's completely foreshadowed all the time. Like he's just completely scared. He has no idea what's going on. Whereas yeah. Jeff Bridges is the one having fun. He's cracking the jokes. He's the lively one. Um, whereas you know that was a bit different in in Man Black. Yes, Tommy Lee Jones did have fun, but he did. He was very straight faced throughout all as well. Uh-huh. Whereas and uh, Ross Smith was always playing the stupid jokes. You know, like in the first one where he tells the uh, guy's wife, the, the farmer's wife. Then you know, or, you know, you know, when they hypnotize her, you know, wear some fancy clothes, like just really, you know, just his typical Will Smith sense of humor. Uh-huh. They, you know, they bring that into the film. I don't see them doing that with Ryan Reynolds, which is him just being, I guess, they could, which is him just being star- sarcastic and uh-huh. saying, "Oh my God, things happening." But um, what I think overall, I like—I I don't know if I like the look. Of it, but I like the character designs of the alien. Well, no, well, yeah, alien ghost. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like it, and I, I, I thought the character they're giving Jeff Bridges 
looks interesting, but I think it's just going to be very one note. That's the problem with it. it Did you actually very... think it looks nice? I thought the the CGI of the things in the trailer looked really crappy. Like everything looks super. No, no, I said design. I said oh, okay, design. design. Right. No, I think Not CGI actual... is cool. The overall CGI, yeah, the of the characters, yes, it's poor. The action sequences do look a bit impressive. There's a bit where there's a massive side storm or something. I couldn't already see what it was. Uh-huh. There's like some big explosion happening on the on next to a car, and it looked. I think I was surprised that that's how big budget this film is, because uh-huh. um, considering there's no hype developed for this, no one's talked about it. The trailer just came out now, and it's coming out in three months. Like. That's pretty bad marketing in my turn, uh-huh. in my eyes. So, yeah, I, so I'm, I, I definitely think it's going to be a flop. It's just going to fucking not succeed in any way. Jeff, you know, like, I don't know if it'll kill Ryan Reynolds' career or whatever. Hopefully. He, I don't hate Ryan Reynolds. Why, why are you hating on that? But, I, you know, I think he needs to stick to, he can't do big budget films and, he needs to stick to and not do drama, which he tries to do as well. He needs to stick to something like mid, you know, mid-budget action films, more like what they're doing right now with Jared Butler, Rodan and Piss has fallen. TV. You get... should stick to TV. So TV. Was good in two girls and a yeah. Two guys in the gun. Yeah. He's pretty good in that, but you know, but then. I don't want him to play that character, and he should develop. I mean, I, I, he, the thing is, everyone's hiring him because he is Ryan Reynolds, which is the sarcastic, super good-looking guy. Which ah, you fancy Ryan Reynolds? Mate, he's a fine-looking man. I hate he's him. Okay. I hate him. He's okay. Oh come on, you're jealous now. He's no he's Ryan jealous. Gosling or that, or that guy that is was in that film, Silver Lining Playbook. What's his name? Bradley uh, Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Funny enough, Bradley Cooper did compete with him to be uh, Hal Jordan in Green Lantern. And oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I definitely thought Bradley Cooper would have been the better choice. But there you go. Yeah, right. There you go. Anyway, so uh, moving on from uh, the trailers, let's go on to what we consume. Oh. So, James, uh, Okay, I'll start because I go a bit more, so you know it's just better way I say to do it. So I'll quickly talk about um, Moon. Uh, so that's the Duncan Jones film with Sam Rockwell in it. Uh, I'll give you the. I don't want to spoil it too much, so I will. But it's basically about a guy who's been working on a on on the moon on the moon in a space on a station on the moon for some kind of energy company. And the only sort of companion he has is uh, a robot. I think his name, I can't remember his name, to be honest. But it's, it's voiced by Kevin Spacey. It, the robot is meant to, like, echo David from 2001 Space Odyssey. Um, he, I thought he was actually pretty good, uh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, so uh, I thought he was pretty good in it. Um... So, and, and the well, I'll set up a bit more. So, Sam Rockwell has been, he has a three-year contract, and he's coming close to the end of it. And then he comes into an accident, and things start going weird. I don't want to spoil it anymore. I would just say it's really, it, it, considering it's got, it's got a very minimal cost, not a lot of actors in it. Uh, but it, it's really well-paced. It's got a lot of, the acting is really well done. 
story is it's pretty interesting uh and the score is actually pretty catchy it's pretty i, th I thought i didn't know I, it sounded like a very much like a radiohead company you know, kind of score like uh like the end for their real blood but it wasn't i think i'm pretty sure but it, it's pretty it's pretty good uh i don't want to spoil it uh, even though it's pretty it's like three years old i think you want to spoil it you said it a couple of times you really I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, but I'm always say what Duncan Jones is. Uh, I think he's a good director right now. He's not a great director yet. I mean, he's a promising one because I see he's in Source Code and Moon. And what he does is he's he gets sci-fi concepts, and he does he plays them really well. He you know, he does tells a decent story, but he, he doesn't he doesn't go above it. He doesn't do more than that. And I think that's he has an interesting concept, but he doesn't go past that. I don't think, and I think that's what he needs to do. He needs to raise his game. He needs to take that extra step. I don't know how to do it, how you do it, but uh, you know, Moon was a good start. I, I think Moon is better than the Source Code. So, but I won't say he's taking a step back. He still made two good films. I just think he takes a good sci-fi concept, but he needs to uh, you know make it better and elevate it a bit more. So that's Moon, and then the next film I want to talk about is Cloud Atlas. Uh, it's uh, directed by the Wachowskis and uh, Tom Tickler, who and uh, Wachowski is known for The Matrix, mm -hmm. famously, and also Speed Racer, which I like a lot. Um, and Tom Tickler from Run Lola Ryan Perfume. Perfume I love. I actually haven't seen Run Lola Ryan, even though I really want to watch that. Um, and uh, Tom Tickler also composed the soundtrack for the film, and it is a really good soundtrack. But do you know what Cloud Atlas is about, James? Have you heard of it? It's, yeah, I have. It's, uh, let me see if I'm right. It's a bunch of like interlinked stories. They, it's like what's, maybe seven or five of them, and it's through different periods Six. of time. Six. Damn, in between. The average. Um, six stories, and they use a lot of the same actors, and it it's a bunch of these six stories and they're vaguely linked or something or something about second lives and i know that there's a bit where they put makeup on people and make them look a chinese no, they make them look korean which is what i've mostly heard about this film um some people aren't happy about it so you're just funny enough that's actually called the yellow face scandal Ah, the yeah. yellow face scandal. Is there only one yellow face scandal? I thought there would be more. I, I don't know, but the fact they call it yellow face is shocking. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I guess a scandal, but just call it the Korean bad makeup scandal rather than yellow face. I mean, for fuck's sake, can we talk about lack of subtlety and decency? But whatever. Um, but okay, they do that, right? They do the whole. So I don't want to get into that too much, but mm -hmm. I'll just quickly say. They, you know, they get into the whole, um, so you have Jim Sturgis, and he's playing a Korean, he's a white guy, but he's playing a Korean in the year 2144, some timeline like that in the future of Korea and yourself, and you have a Korean actress with him, and so they, you know, so they have him as a Korean, and it's pretty bad makeup, he looks more alien than Korean, yeah. so I didn't get the point of him looking at that, um, even because they even have Hugh Grant in the film, and he plays a Korean, and, and again he looks like a Star Trek. Uh, God, what the hell are they called? Vul not Vulcans. Uh... Uh, I know. Uh, I forget what they're called because I'm I'm so glad I forgot. I'm not a massive nerd. But I know who you're talking about. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll eventually remember it like 10 minutes later when the point is. <laughs> anyway, um, so you have. Oh, God, I'm just constantly thinking of it back on my head. It's driving me nuts. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is driving me nuts. No, uh, no, screw that. So you have uh, Jim Sturgis playing that character, that Korean character. Uh, but the funny thing is, is uh, in another Lifetime story, the Korean woman is playing a, uh, an American, an American white person mm-hmm. in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And no one talks about that because everybody, obviously, there's more, the more scandalous thing is a white person playing Korean and mm-hmm. like how that's more offensive to the ethnic minority. And obviously, no one gets offended by any other one playing a white man uh, or a white person, sorry. But personally, to me, like, like I said, okay, the Korean guy, he looked alien, but the Korean woman playing a white lady looked fucking scary. It looked ridiculous. It looked. I, I, when people were like, when I heard another podcast, and it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, she pulled it off great. I was like, no, she fucking didn't. I was fucking scared. It looked so weird. It's like she had, like, fucking albino disease, you know, mm-hmm. and the bad ginger hair. And it was just, it was pretty bad. And I was like, nope, that does not work. That does not work. But anyway, that's that's my opinion of that part of it. But kind of this, so, I just want to quickly, you know, I haven't read the book, uh, but actually after watching this, I really do. And you got really good cast of, uh, cast of actors here. You you have Tom Hanks, you have Halle Berry, Jim Sturgis is okay, but Jim Broadbent's amazing. Uh, ben Withenshaw is really good as well. Yeah, you got your, you got your but, Berries, your Withenshaws, your Broadbents. Oh, all right, all right. But my Carry point on. is... Uh, <laughs> okay, so you have all these actors and they Yes, they do. You know, come into other stories, and so, you know, the synopsis is you know they tell why Jada. Well, I, I can't. The way to summarize is yes, it's t- it's t- you know t- tale of humanity over time, and it's also like journey of a certain soul from a killer to a decent man. Um, I won't go into that that too much because it spoils one character, but. You know, the problem with it is, for you, James, it's a three-hour film. And Whoa! Actually, yeah, okay, relax. But um, I, I actually watched it with w- watching the first hour and taking a break and then watching two hours of it, the, of the rest. Um, I'd say it's, you know, all the stories are interesting, although there are some are cliches. Where, like, one is where Jim Sturgis is an 18, 19th century lawyer you know, from San Francisco. He goes to Africa to do a Third slave trade uh, agreement in Africa, and basically it's just about him making a friendship with the blacks, well, the black slaves with the African slave. And you know, obviously, we've heard those stories, we've read those stories, we watched those stories, so it's not original. But how it works with all the other stories is really well done because what they do is they tell the all six stories very much in the same time, so it's not like so you'll only get a five minute segment of one story and another five minutes of another and then there's eventually a point in uh, like an intersection where there's a, like an action scene or a in very eventful moment happening in all six stories like one's just an escape from a certain place one's a well actually there's some both but all like somewhere like there's three stories or two stories that escaped but they're all just so well done and um I'd say that it's uh, 
it's it's the action's really great when it is. It's it's got some great heart to it. You know, you really feel it, and it's there's a one story line of Jim Broadbent, which is really funny, and it's him basically getting stuck in a uh, nursing home, and it's just kind of like an Ocean's Eleven kind of funny vibe to it, and they're just trying to escape it. It's, you know, it's really grounded, but it's just so much fun. It's it's, it's really good, and. Tom Hanks playing a British gangster is hilarious. Uh, he does it for only five minutes of the film. But I, I'm re- I really like Tom Hanks' energy of just jumping from different characters to in each story. But um, uh, I really and, like Tom Hanks' energy. Uh. All right. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, <laughs> so, but, oh, I, got, I got a question. So, okay. you, it sounds like you kind of enjoyed the film. Do yeah. you think it would have been better if they kind of forgoed having all the same actors and kind of like didn't do the weird makeup stuff? Do you think it kind of was distracting in a way, or do you think no. it actually added to the way? It, added, to it the added. It added to the story because if you don't know, if you don't know if that's Tom Hanks in certain roles. Uh-huh. Right, uh, you all understand his whole arc throughout the okay. whole film because Tom Hanks is the same soul. That's the whole point of his face. So even though they look ridiculous, well, they could have kept Tom Hanks and not kept like Jim Sturgis. Sturgis. Yeah. Well, no, because again, his storyline does matter to because his you know his soul does relate to his 18th century character. So you know it. it, it if you don't make him, if that's not as dim, dim Sturgis, you won't get that idea of what he's achieved in a certain time to another time. And that, you know, you want to see how his soul has developed. That's the key to him. So I'd say, so in my opinion, I, I, I think, okay, it looked goofy, it looked a bit, you know, ridiculous, but it works because then you can. You know, investing in characters, you invested in the souls of each one, and you have to display that through the, the same actor, no matter how because the makeup is. Because I think once you get over the makeup, is it's a wall-paced story. Even for three hours, I wasn't actually really bored. I, I could have watched it in three hours in one go. It's only because my flatmate walked in and he was just keep moaning what the hell this film was about. So I decided to watch it on my own when I had you know peace and quiet. But. Uh, and you do need it. You do need to pay a lot of attention to it. Uh, I would say one of the biggest surprises to this film was Hugh Grant, who's uh, not leading. He's very much a sporting character in all the six stories, but he plays very different, very against type to who he is. And I was quite surprised that he did play that, and he played it pretty well. Um, I, I think I don't want to tell too much, but like already, because uh, the six stories it doesn't matter. Watch it. It's a. It's a. I think it's something ambitious, very special, and I think it is. is, is there's something there for everyone. I genuinely mean that. So whoever, even you, Jane, I know you hate your three-hour-long films. Watch it when I. I hate watching the three-hour-long film. You mad? Mate, you watching it? Okay. Anyway, so that's kind of Atlas. So um, you talk about your film, James. Um, okay, so yesterday I went to go see Spring Breakers. You heard of it? Woo, Spring Breakers! No, I, I've heard of it. You know, Harmony Corinne. Yeah. James Franco. The Disney yeah. Girls. Yeah. I, that looks like an amazing film, and I was so screwed. 
when you ended up watching that. Like that's like that, that's an indie. That's like a you know how how art art film whatever. You know low key. I'm really surprised that you watched that. So first of all, yeah. I want to know how can we decide to watch Spring Breakers? You have to understand what I mainly do all day. I look up uh, pictures of uh, scantily clad um, celebrities. Okay. So the websites with that, they would have the screenshots from the film. And I read about rappers, and uh, there is a rapper in that film. Um, Who, who's in it? Uh, Gucci Mane. I don't know. Okay. He's a rapper. <laughs> um, okay. uh, what, what can I say about this film that I haven't already said about so many other films on this podcast? It is oh, atrocious. Yeah. It is a terrible really? film. It is so bad. But it is so bad that about... So it's 90 minutes long. It's so bad about 45 minutes in, it becomes really hilarious. And you can't tell if they're doing it on purpose or not. But I was laughing out loud. But it is ridiculous. Okay. The plot is thin. The acting's not that bad. It's just that the characters are terrible. So it's hard to tell. Um, it repeats itself over and over again. Like, there's no line that isn't repeated at least three times. Well, what is the storyline? What is the storyline of Spring Storyline is... Just the general... There's idea. four girls and they want to go on spring break but they don't have enough money. So three of them... Uh, three of them procure some money by robbing a uh, restaurant. They go on spring break and they have their adventures... Uh, through happenstance, they bump into uh, James Franco's character called Alien, and then it kind of escalates through there. They have some near misses, um, and it ends in quite a big cinematic way. Don't tell me what the end of it. Don't tell me. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to tell you uh, what it is. Well, supposedly. No, no, but. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, I mean, supposedly I've heard that. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't seen any Harmony Corrin films, but supposedly he does have a sense of humor of the ridiculousness. So, and it seems like that's what I got from the trailer as well. And you know, he, he was. I, I don't know. Like I've heard, there's even a J- Britney Spears song in the film. Yes, there yeah. there is. That bit's really fucking. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, all I'm about all I'm just saying is that so for what I've heard he does have that weird sense of humor of the ridiculousness hence why you have James Franco as him so uh, you know grilled teeth gangster and mm-hmm. him saying yo gangster you know constantly throughout the film I mean so I mean yeah, sorry, I'm just trying to just inform you that he has been I might be possibly I mean like I don't know you, you know. The only you, the thing is, I'm more aware of these things because I yeah. obviously just I mean just because I read up on the shit constantly, right? And I've yeah. heard Palm Print, uh, but obviously you haven't, so you went completely blind to who no. the director was. No, so I I I know Harmony Korine through his writing of Kids, and I've read about his other. I've films. seen I've actually seen Kids as well. I like Kids, so I like I really like Kids, and I, so I had high hopes. He didn't direct Kids; he only wrote Kids, and yeah. I've heard about some of his I've read about his other films that he's directed but I've never been actually drawn enough to watch them. Mm-hmm. Um my expectations were I mean like so when you he's definitely got a style and when you start watching the film you don't necessarily have high hopes but like you're kind of like oh this style is kind of interesting I see what he's doing but then you kind of want 
he doesn't ever settle back from it. It never really feels like the film becomes a film. It always feels like the intro to a film. It never gets there. So stylistic, but so weird. And I don't, I don't have a problem with it being weird. I have a problem with it being just, I don't know. It's really hard to describe. I really want you to watch it. I would, because I, I, after I watched it, I do what I always do when I watch a film to validate my own opinion. I read other reviews. Uh, and they were kind of like, so people were either like, oh, this is good, I can see what he's doing, it's enjoyable, and other people were like, what the fuck have I just watched? And yeah. I was definitely in the what the fuck was I just watched. I would like to see what you think. Of, I don't think you would actually like this. I think you right. would think it's... I don't think I don't think he's carried off. I think he's got an idea. He almost carries it off. But it's hard to tell if I'm laughing with him or at him. This yeah. is the director. Well, I mean, he's also made another film called Trash Hampers, which is basically about homeless people causing havoc and killing people or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's supposedly meant to be funny as well. Uh, again, I don't know. Uh, like, but, I mean, I'd, I'd be interested just to watch that because I've heard the tone is very similar to that mm-hmm. Spring Breakers. So maybe if I know, I can watch that and be like, oh, yeah, the, this is a funny tone or this is a tone... <laughs> Uh, this is a film I can get into, then maybe, yeah, Spring Breakers is for me. If it's not, I mean, I don't know, it's, uh, Spring Breakers sounds like it's a pretty, you know, oh, unfortunately, Zurich, you'll only get the blockbusters and nothing else. Uh-huh. You know, the low-key film, so if I do, I'll probably be when it comes out on DVD soon, which it might yeah. soon, I'll come on Netflix or something. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not it's not a massive film, and I don't think it's holding out for anything, so it'll probably go to DVD very soon. Um... Okay, so but what, so overall, you would you so you just want me to watch it, but you want to recommend it to? Him. I I think no, I would actually I would recommend it in the way that I think it's definitely worth it to see because I think it's not so necessarily going to be a big film, but no. you get ideas. I think it's an interesting film to watch. It can tell you a, it's not necessarily entertaining, but it tells you a lot about films and filmmaking. I think it's interest, interesting enough on its own merit to watch without it necessarily being good, if you kind of understand okay. what I mean. Okay, no, uh, I, I get what you mean. You, you nearly got caught there, so I got scared there for a second. And <laughs> uh, okay, no, that, okay, that's fair enough. That's, uh, okay, I, I'm interested in watching it. I'm glad that you've not been a dickhead about this film, like you're not just pointing it down. Maybe it's because you paid for it, you're not acting like a dickhead. Oh my God, it was so expensive. <laughs> But no, I mean, no, no. I mean, I could be a dickhead about it, but it's it's hard to. I mean, if you'd seen it, then I would obviously bring up more negative points because I would go into actual. I don't want to say anything too precise about the film. There are actual negative points that I would bring up. Okay, well, but I don't want to go into any spoilers or anything like that because I think it's best to watch it completely fresh. Okay. Okay, uh, that's why I've tried to avoid, even avoid trailers. I've heard that you should avoid trailers just for the whole, just to take it all in. But yeah. I don't know, we'll see you when, I'll see you when I can. But uh, okay, that's Spring Breakers. I actually quickly add another film I want to watch. I didn't really talk about our TV shows. Okay. But, um, Brave, I watched Pixar's Brave. Have you seen that? No, I've heard about it. Uh, little ginger Scottish girl. Yeah, um... I think if you don't know the plot, it's basically, yeah, a ginger Scottish girl, she doesn't want to get married, so she tries to, you know, win her own hand because three other boys are competing for 
hand in marriage. Yeah, hand in marriage. So, uh, and the mother is really like annoying and pushy. The dad's just a a good old fashioned Scottish king who likes to have a laugh. And she's got three little brothers. But overall, I thought this was a really extremely poor film for Pixar. This was probably the, this is their worst Pixar film. Uh-huh. It's just the character's really poor. The story's really poor. It, there's some, there's certain plot points that just make no sense. And even when the character talks about these plot points, and again, okay, I don't want to spoil it, but it's just, I mean, actually, you know what? You're not gonna, you're gonna watch it. You think you're watch Probably it. not. Okay, I will spoil this one because it's not really that because it's not like it is not worth watching really. Uh, so I'm gonna save everyone the time to about that. And if you don't think, if you do want to watch it and you don't want to listen to this, then all right, turn off now, fine. But um, basically, the twist is, so she hates her mother for keep pushing her to become this princess, and she wants to be this girl who wants to live a life and do the maximum she can do. Um, So when you have um, that character, uh, so basically she runs and, and, you know, so she's hating Sally, the mom's pushing this marriage onto her, so she runs away for a bit, and then she runs into a witch, and she says to the witch, "I, could you make a potion that will change my mother?" That's all. So she doesn't say, you know, because she doesn't say to change her mind, to like to change how she behaves towards a door or anything. Just says vaguely, "I want you to change things between my mom." That's it. And the witch says, "Okay." That's fine. So she just gives gives her a cake, and uh, she gives a cake to her mom. I mean, and considering this is made from a witch, she gets gives a cake to her mom, and she's like, "All right, I have it." And I'm like, you know, this is your mom, and you just you know, just feed her something that a witch made. So, so already this character, this the RD character, is an awful person, in my opinion. Then when you see. The the effect of the cake is that she the mom becomes a bear. That's the twist. So the mom becomes a bear, and the and the and the twist on top of that is that if she does not break the spell in the two days, then her mom will become a bear permanently. So now they go into adventure of how to fix a mom, and it's the problem with that is. She just keeps saying to her, I didn't mean to change you to bed, I just wanted to change you. But we're changing to what? Like, there's literally, like, she's being, that's how vague the character is being. This is, like, she just said, I just want to change you. Nothing to do about marriage, anything, and I thought that was pretty frustrating. Um, so that's brilliant. And I was saying, avoid it, it's absolutely shite. It doesn't even make sense to call the film brave, because it should be just called idiotic. So, <laughs> so uh, and I know I said idiot. But uh, all right, so let's move on to our TV shows. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? Happy endings or community? Uh, happy endings. Happy endings. So there's a big twist. Oh, so these are spoilers for happy endings because we're watching from when it came out, so we're pretty much up to date. So pretty big twist in happy endings. Penny uh breaks up with Pete. Not that big a twist. I, I, I thought it was, considering I'm 
100% confident, sadly, that this show is ending. Uh-huh. So it's going to end on a big high point. So I, I feel the high point will be Penny getting married, and there'll uh-huh. be a whole bunch of hijinks that ensues, and maybe Dave and Alex get married too, and that's the whole... That's the, the happy endings, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, it's a bit of a shame that... I mean, and I like Pete. I know he, he's, he's a straight man. He's not really that funny, but uh-huh. I like how he comes off from Penny, or how he makes Penny look, which is completely insane, but uh-huh. it, it works well. So, but okay, well, what did you... So, okay, you don't think it was a big... Thing. I, mean, I think it was a twist, but I think it's in keeping with Penny's personality, so... I mean, it's hard. I think you're right, it is a twist, but shocking, not necessarily. Okay, fine. Uh, but okay, what did you think of the two episodes? I thought that the... Well, let's say in general, since it's come back from whatever, why hiatus. it went away, hiatus, yeah. uh, the episodes have been very good. Um, it was a very enjoyable program. Uh, I'm trying to think. What was so the, well, the last first episode? The first episode is the one where okay, Penny breaks up, but they also do the whole couples yeah. competition. And I thought just the the Brad and Jane uh, sing high five thing or high five thing going on was just brilliant. I just uh-huh. I, I just love their chemistry. They just do it so well, and uh, I like I, and I love how Dave and Alex are just loose and have no idea what they're doing, just wondering about. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a that, that was a good episode. I thought that was interesting. Uh, oh yeah, I, I don't know. But what was this? I can't remember what the second episode was about. The like, second episode was, um, uh, and I feel like an idiot because I should definitely remember this. <laughs> uh, uh, the oh, play, the play. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I I thought that was again a good old. I, I, these episodes were okay, I thought. They weren't great. I, I, I know you're saying the since it's come back to be very really good, and I agree with that, but it's nothing like... From the second episode, I can't, there's not much standout compared to the first uh-huh. one, I thought, uh, of, that, of what came out on Friday. Uh, I know they're trying to deal with Penny's yeah. emotional recovery, and I guess that's fair enough. But um, I, I know I always like how they always pair off uh, you know, all oh, you're not pair of, but how would you say threes? What's a pair of threes or pairs? Triplets. Uh, triplets. So when they triple them up, so you know, when you have Penny, Dave, and Brad, I like that when they're, you know, like they just mix up that way. And those, I like how Penny was playing them, and I even like the gay guy, Danny, I think it's uh, Dennis or something like that, his name. Well, I can't remember his name. But. Okay, whatever. The really camp gay guy. Um, he, again, he's he's really uh, he's uh, always uh, he's always welcomed. I say. Oh, that's in the second uh, the second in the second episode. They have Brad, not Brad, Jane. Uh, God, what's the fact about gay guy's name? Max. Max. I don't think Max. Max. And they do and the tastemakers, yes. That was, I love how stupid those two guys are. Yeah. It's just, it just works so well. It just, it just puts a big fat smile on my face, yeah. just seeing the stupidity. Um, but yeah, I, I'm 
like I said, I think it's kind of like this is kind of like a eulogy, a very slow eulogy towards their end for me personally. Oh, uh, don't tell because, me that. I know, man, but it is going to end. It is sadly, I, I'm very confident it's not coming back. If it is, I'm you know, this is how you lower your expectations, and when it comes back, you're happier than ever. <laughs> and then, uh, that's how I see it. So, again, it definitely, it definitely solid... has room for more episodes. Like, I don't feel like it's running out of steam. Oh, it's not running out of steam at all. I think, I think they've clearly hinted at possibly a penny day thing going on, obviously. Uh-huh. I mean, that's just story wise, right? Yeah. But overall, it's just constantly just, you're always going, because the character is so crazy, it is uh-huh. like a cartoon show. So, they constantly how crazy scenarios being set up, and I like that, I really do like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm looking for, I'm hoping for a full season, and we keep on doing this, or someone else, some other American TV show picks up, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, Happy Endings, unless you want to add anything else to it. Nope. Right, good. So, um, I want to talk to because we haven't talked about it since it's come back this season. No, we haven't. And there's been like eight, nine episodes, I think. So yeah. So it's pretty much gone through the bunch. We already know that Chevy Chase has, has pretty much left the show uh-huh. uh, with two episodes. We made well, well, two episodes of new shoot. Uh, it seems like happy. Well, the community is okay. The numbers not great, but you possibly could come back. And uh, really? more, yeah, it's more likely than uh, a well, uh, happy endings because happy endings is on another TV show uh, on a TV channel, which uh-huh. actually is popular and is doing shit on that. Whereas Community is on a TV channel which is doing shit in numbers. So when some shit numbers come out, it's still just about shit. For, but, so it's, but it's still enough for mm-hmm. NBC, which is that, which is the American channel I'm talking about. But um, yeah, I, I, so, you know, and they changed the showrunner. They changed the showrunner yeah. as well. So uh, what did you think of... Uh, you know, now they've also far. I mean, I've watched all the episodes and I've laughed at times and I think that there are still, I mean, I still laugh at certain gags that still go on. Like, I laugh when the Dean does things. Um, I think that... You are like a black version of the Dean, I'd say. Thank you. I think that the whole Kevin Ben Chang storyline is terrible. Really? Yeah. I'm loving the Changnesia. I'm loving. No, I mean, like, I like, I like him and his terrible puns, but I just don't. I just think the storyline is just a bit weird. Like, I, I, I think it's weird. I think it's kind of going to work to a certain. I think this dropping the seeds right now, as we've seen, you know, like, you know, we all know he's pending now. Yeah, that's what we do. Figured out so far. Even though I think you're selling it well, and now I think in the last two episodes they'll. Drop. Like they'll make a bigger event of what he does say, because he's like the main villain of the show. So, uh-huh. you know, again, like like how they did in last season, where there was this huge. Uh, it was a pretty epic in a way, you know, for community in the sense how he does this full scale takeover of Greendale. So I don't know what they're going to do in, the, in this one, uh, in the fourth season. But uh, I can see, I mean, it won't be as big as, a, as the third season in the finale. It won't build up as big as that. But I think it'll, it, it'll uh, be quite interesting. Uh, overall, since he's been back, I, 
I might say a lot of there's supposedly a lot of loyalists or community who are hardcore fans of Pretty Lost. I mean, I like community, and I know we said we've had our differences with community. Uh, I really like it, but we don't love it. Yeah. So for me, it's not been like the end of the world that we've got a new, uh, you know, new showrunners. Uh-huh. You know, there's some people saying, "Oh, we missed the Dan Harmon's you know, the jokes that no one gets." It's like, no, I get them. I get all the references. There's nothing like that. I get. Them. I watched this from episode one. You know, from episode one, and I loved it. The first two seasons. I love yeah. the first two seasons. It's from season three where I got a bit too self-aware yeah. to the point it became self-important. That was my issue with that. Uh-huh. And I think it's taking away from that now. I think they've humbled themselves again with that. Uh, uh, but the problem with again, this is it's quite strange. They are there's such a you know it's such a big cast, and I think they haven't focused on some characters like I you know they haven't focused on Annie at all. Uh, they haven't focused on. Uh, Troy, in my opinion, as much. Uh, although they have, but not as much to my satisfaction. Whereas they've done a lot of Brit, a lot of Jeff, as usual, a lot of Abed as well. Um, they've killed the Abed thing for me. They well, uh, I'm tired of Abed as well. You know, I don't think and everybody and you know the Doctor Space Time convention episodes actually really hated. Uh, not yeah. hated, it was pretty badly reviewed. So, uh, but to be honest, I thought it was okay. I didn't, but I didn't think Matt Lucas was funny in it at all. Uh, uh, I rather had Rebel Wilson from Bridesmaid. You know, the fact uh-huh. that his sister, she's awesome, man. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So overall, I think since community's come back, I'm enjoying it. I am enjoying it more than season three. No, it's on the same level, but I don't think it's as I think it's not hitting those uh, crazy dramatic points, like or <laughs> crazy comedic points, or uh, like it does, like it did in season three. But it's just hanging. A, I think the story is being told a bit better, in my opinion. That's how I see it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's what I think of community so far. What do you think? Yeah, I mean. I enjoy watching it, but I am glad it's going to be over soon. That's my actual feelings. I did know that really? Dan Harmon left, and I knew a couple of people were a bit hardcore about it. But to be honest, like I like I think you said, I think it's got a little bit less self-import. I feel like it's. I mean, maybe I'm making it up. I feel like it's less self-important. Like any interaction I've seen with Dan Harmon outside of community talking about things, he does seem a bit up his own ass, and that was my main gripe with the show. Apart from mm-hmm. it being a bit samey. Um, but I, I think it's run its course, to be honest. I loved it at the start, but, I mean, as it's gone on, essentially it hasn't kept that same fun. It's not, I mean, no, compared to something like one. Happy Endings. Happy Endings is just pure fun. They just write a wacky scenario, and they think, fuck it, we're not trying to put in a message. Even if they do put in maybe a message, we're not trying to be deep, we're not trying to show how clever we are, we're just saying, this shit is funny, do something funny, and I think... Yeah. Exactly, it's just it, you can see the cast is constantly having fun, and all the the motto on the in that set is just to have fun. Like let's just make it the best we can make it. Whereas, currently, you're like, the community is like we are here to define comedy. Yeah, that's what it felt like, and uh, yeah, but like, it's a shame we're ending on community being you know ragging on community. But what do you think of the whole uh, puppet show? 
Um, I, when I was watching it, I was just like, did they do this because they've run out of money and it's cheaper to do it with uh, some puppets and not have to send them places? I thought it was okay. I mean, I, I'm not really a gimmick kind of guy, so I don't really well, give a shit. How did you like Mitty Ever? The starts weren't gimmicks. The starts were just them. There wasn't that many gimmicks. Like, I do, I don't mind some of the gimmicks, but I don't love it. It doesn't make it better or worse. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, okay, I think that's what makes it so popular. That's why. I yeah, think. I think it does. I think it does. But for me, no. Okay, okay. So this, so I don't think you want to add anything else, do you, Jay? Nope. Okay, so this is the end of uh, episode three of the BFC Brit Film Club. Uh, you know, thank you for listening. Uh, sorry for cutting off in the middle and nearly losing James again in the second half. Of the second half, so, <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, please keep on listening, subscribing, sharing, tweeting, Facebooking, whatever you can do. Uh, you know, you, and whoever listens, we're thankful for it. So you guys have a, you know, good time today, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. I never want to Bye. speak to you again. Bye. Then. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I forgot to watch it. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs>